Right on, right on, right on. Right on radio. Right on radio. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Right on Radio, this special Friday edition. Yes, Jesse is here with me, and she will be on screen in just a couple moments. But I want to make a couple heartfelt introductory notes. And I know that there's going to be some people watching the show who are not familiar with this show. And I really don't give my testimony very often because our show is focused on a lot of the things in the spiritual, but we also do some news and uh, things like that. News, views, opinions, and attitudes. The theme line of the show is live right in the real world. And what we mean by that is we expose the real world to you and you decide how to live right. This show is going to answer some questions that Larry has posed out there. I want to make some comments. I'm going to make some comments in the beginning. Jesse is going to come on. And and Larry, uh, you had asked some questions. You said that she should answer them. And you know what, Larry? I agree with you. Jesse should answer these. Now, they are recycled attacks. I'm going to let everyone in the audience know right up front These attacks are not the first time, and this is not going to be the first time that Jesse has answered to these allegations, and she will answer them fully, completely, and I trust that you will be satisfied. But Larry, I'm also going to have some questions for you. And one of the first things I want to just say, uh, Larry, is, and yes, I'm going to be referring to you as Larry, Uh, you have called me a Nazi. I am not, quite simply. In fact, I don't have a fancy title. I'm a podcaster. I had a previous uh, profession, and now I'm doing podcasting. I do claim the title of Disciple of Jesus Christ. I do not claim to have my own ministry, although if the Lord leads and it tends to be leading uh, this podcast into ministry-type work, But I am not ordained. I'm not a pastor. I am simply a disciple of Jesus Christ. Now, you have called me that name. You've called uh, George, and I'm not going to defend George, but you've called some things about him and associated him with unclean things. But yet you did a video that was an hour long, just simple. And the main point of that video, Larry, was George... You cannot call me by my first name. Whoa, that's weird. You have to have, so George has to bow down and call you by a title? Sounds a little obnoxious, Larry. But yet you call him Porn George, you call me Nazi, but no, we have to call you by your title. No, I will call you Larry. If you're offended by your first name. I'm sorry about that. Maybe there's some remedies that you can take legally to change your words. Now, I want to say at the front end of this broadcast, I am not coming against you personally. In fact, I want healing to come through this broadcast. I want to answer all the questions that you've posed. I think they're fair. Maybe, and I'm and I'm giving you honest 
credit, benefit of the doubt here, Larry, that you came across this information. You're very concerned about it because Jesse's going on all these shows. Perhaps that is true and that you feel that she needs to address that. However, I would refer you to the scriptures in Matthew. Uh, I believe it's Matthew 18, verses 15, where it says, I'm going to paraphrase rather than pull it up and read it exactly. But if you have a problem with a brother, you should go to them. And if they do not respond, you should go with two or three witnesses. And if they still do not respond or correct, then you should go to them in front of the church. Larry, you did not do that. You said you would do it face-to-face, but what you did is face-to-face with all of your listeners. Also, Larry, uh, you've gotten very personal. You said this wasn't a personal attack. However, you went in front of audience, and and I'm assuming you don't know every single person watching on a public platform, Larry, but you say words like decapitation. You say words like killing. You say all these different words, but then you say, no, 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 I'm talking in the spirit, but then you give out physical locations, Larry. Now, maybe you mean no harm. In fact, I'm going to make the assumption you mean no harm. But what about someone in your audience? If you're calling someone a Nazi, you're calling someone a witch, you're calling someone warlocks, demons, and then you're doxing them? Larry, that's dangerous. I would also want to put forth, Larry, that, you know, Jesse is an eyewitness who is testifying at a federal and international level against the satanic cabal. And and I say this not as a warning, Larry. I say this in the spirit of truth. You could, by trying to dox physical locations, by doxing, you know, any other things that you put out, you just may be putting yourself in jeopardy in some way okay i'm just saying there when someone is a testif- when someone is testifying as an eyewitness and if if your statements hinder that eyewitness showing up in any way larry i just i just say please be cautious with your words now i will address something as well um Larry, you were really concerned after you started attacking uh, the show and Jesse in particular. I'm just a small part, and I I understand that. Um, you were on our chat on our Telegram channel. You had lots of people in our chat on our Telegram channel, and yeah, I was uh, I was reacting a little emotionally because you know what? I really have love in my heart for Jesse. She is my sister in Christ, and when you were attacking her, I was venting a little bit in uh, in the chat, and I did call you little Larry. I only said it once, by the way. Uh, but I want to tell you that was in the spirit of that you were little and you did not go to her uh, firsthand in a biblical sense. So that's what I mean. I will not carry on with that name. And I understand that it was not in good spirit. And I actually went on and apologized uh, to my Telegram audience for my the way I carried myself that night. By the way, I've left up all of the posts that are there. I have nothing to hide. Nothing has been deleted. Uh, the other thing is you had said that I had posted a picture of you in a mask and stuff like that. Someone had sent it to me. I posted it. I never 
said that it was you. I never said anything. In fact, if anything, it came up because you did quite a brilliant expose on the boule and stuff like that, but I never said that it was you. I've never written that. I never did anything like that. I just simply posted the picture. And Larry, you are a highly intelligent man. You are articulate. In fact, I would say your words are craftfully put out there. They're very craftful when you put out your uh, things that you put out. <coughs> but Larry, in the spirit of truth, we're going to answer these things, but we're going to have, have a couple more questions for you because in fairness, if you're going to ask some questions, I think that... Uh, that we could ask a couple questions too. And by the way, you are highly intelligent. I get it. These aren't going to be hard questions. You could probably off, uh, you know, answer them off of the top of your head uh, in probably less than five minutes. Although uh, your style of doing video, you're very good at report, re repeating things. And so the video will probably take a little bit longer. But uh, speaking of repeating things, you did ask a number of these questions. Uh, for Jesse to answer. And I'm glad you repeated them several times and you even said them slowly. So even a guy like me could understand. So thank you for that, Larry. Uh, I'm going to bring Jesse on. Uh, we're going to ask some, we're going to answer some questions. We're going to ask some questions. I'm going to have a couple more statements towards the end that you who is watching will definitely want to stick around for. So without any further ado, let me bring on my co-host, the co-host of this show, Jesse Zaboder. Yes. Hey, Jeff. Good to see you. It's been a long, long, intense week. It, it has been. There's been a lot of stuff and it actually, we, we have not been focused on this. Jesse has been on an assignment, mm -hmm. uh, but because we just feel released to do this video today. So today we're going to do it as uh, Jesse's assignment is uh, has a bit of a reprieve. Jesse, before we get going and answering the questions, I want to give just a little bit about myself and how I found you and how this podcast started. So uh, for those of you who don't know this podcast and what we're about, um, I was planning on doing a podcast. I wasn't planning on doing this podcast that we're doing now. I tell you the truth, but you know, uh, Bill Cooper uh, put, was the original, you know, level seventeen uh, intelligence guy. Uh, Thirty years this goes back. He was a, a level seventeen naval, uh, intelligence naval officer. Went into the CIA, uh, became a whistleblower at the CIA. Snuck out a whole bunch of information on JFK, on the aliens, alien 50, Area Fifty One, all kinds of stuff. And what he did was he said he had, oddly enough, $17,000 to his name, and he created a bunch of VHS tapes and mailed them out to random addresses all over the world. I was one of those such recipients of these tapes, and this is going back 30 years, so I started finding out my eyes were opened up to a lot of things back then. Now, that was before becoming a Christian, uh, and then when I became a Christian, I saw things again uh, with a lot more clarity. And then when this uh, this whole Rona thing hit, you know, I'm like, whoa, 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 something's happening here. And I really started paying attention. I started looking for truther channels. And I saw Jesse on a show named Good Dog. 
and she gave an incredible testimony with lots of evidence, with lots of evidence. And I would encourage anyone who doubts Jesse's story to go look up and see the evidences that she's put before things. And then she went on to David Zublick and I was zoned in. I was listening to every interview that she had done, which was probably about five uh, interviews at the time that I was aware of. And quite honestly, the reason why this podcast is doing what it is doing is because of what I heard Jesse say. And when I found out what was happening to the children in particular, and I found out how deep this went, I had the personal conviction of saying, I will not stand before my Lord and say that I knew this and I did nothing. I invited Jesse to come on the broadcast and I literally was, I, you know, seven or eight uh, episodes in, we arranged the time. I think she was on episode 13, the first interview that is with her there. And I think it's episode 19 mm -hmm. uh, is the continuance of her testimony that came on. And after that, she became a co-host on the show. Since Jesse has become a co-host on the show, I can tell you I was a Christian before I started this broadcast. Not a perfect one, still not a perfect one, but my walk with the Lord has increased substantially. I'm reading the word more. I'm hearing the word of the Lord more, not the mind of God. I'm actually hearing the word of the Lord and not only myself, but we have thousands of testimonies of Christians who are getting closer to the Lord, who haven't opened up their Bibles for years, who are seeing their walk, they're getting revelation that they never got before. And on top of that, we do give out altar calls occasionally on this show. And from those altar calls, we've had hundreds of people come to salvation. So that is my testimony. That is why Jesse is here with me. I stand beside Jesse and I will go from there. So Jesse, I have notes in front of me. I'm not following them, obviously. <laughs> I wrote down a whole bunch of stuff. Listen, we, we never script our shows. We just kind of go with it, but we, we are prepared when we do our shows. So Jesse, uh, the first thing I want to ask, because it's a question that Larry has asked, that I think is worth, it's, it's, a, it's an honest question and it's a good question. Mm -hmm. Jesse, do you have a home church? Yes, I do have a home church. I also have a pastor and I will not publicly give out that information. Um, part of that's for safety reasons. You know, I do get a lot of people who follow me and um, you never know what those followers are gonna do. And the last thing I want is, you know, those that um, will just say have stalking behaviors. We don't want them showing up where I go to church or, or harassing um, individuals that I go to church with or my pastor. So, uh, yes, I do. And with that, you know, I also have a question for Larry. You know, I would like to know, Larry, um, you know, who is overseeing your clergy uh, oversight? And, uh, you know, is if it isn't the one who ordained you, I would ask what priory um, has oversight over you. Listen, a fair question. You asked it of Jesse. Yeah. We're asking of you, what is it? Who who ordained you? And listen, it's probably you know pretty easy to find. But who yeah. ordained you? And what church do you sit under? And and by the way, do you attend church often? 
or is it just your your traveling ministry? I just I just want to know uh, that. So and I wa- also will add that uh, in the ministry and on right on radio, we do have an accountability team. Um, mm-hmm. I'm personally not attending a church right now. Uh, I was a member of the church when this started, and technically I'm still a member of that church. But that church was shut down in my area due to government. I was disappointed that they didn't go uh, along with that. Uh, and then when they opened up, they you in the in the congregation you have to wear a mask. Uh, I refuse to go and worship my Lord wearing a mask. That's just against my personal convictions. Uh, so right now I am not attending a church. But I will say uh, on my personal behalf, so you don't have to ask the question, Larry. Uh, the man who led me to the Lord uh, is, I consider my spiritual father and spiritual mother. I'm in contact with them. I've never lost contact with them. We have social evenings with them. And certainly when I'm in a dilemma, I go to him and I have many other counselors, even outside of the ride on radio circles, because I've had accountability people and people who've discipled me uh, throughout the years. And I am accountable, accountable to them. And I'm very transparent to them. Okay. Yeah, I would, I would second that, you know, the same with me, you know, and, um, you know, I, I'm glad you'd address the church attendance. There are some churches where you can't physically attend and for, you know, periods of time due to the COVID or whatever, we've had to, uh, you know, do virtual or online things or things like that. But it's just, you know, what's the main point behind it that as you're in leadership, you know, you want to have that accountability and you need to have that accountability structure in place. So, you know, I'm in complete agreement with Larry that that is important. And so I'm sharing, you know, that that is something I value. It is something I practice. And I'm a very vulnerable um, individual where, you know, those who hold me accountable, they know every single detail of my ministry and my personal life. And, and you know what, I, I'll, I'll add to that because uh, without me asking, Jesse, right at, probably about a month, maybe six weeks after you started, when you became a co-host of this show, you voluntarily uh, sent me your birth certificate, which is uh, the, the last name starts with an E that Larry has mentioned. Uh, you have wanted to keep that private because not everyone in your family is in the system and you don't need them stocked. So there are security reasons around this larry so it's actually kind of dangerous that you said that her particular name because some of her family members are actually christian as well and uh, not part of the system and now you know if there are stalkers out there and things like that you've actually made it a lot easier for them and you know i'm sure you don't intend harm larry but you know we pray that uh those things will disappear you might want to consider if you know editing that those videos all the personal identifiable information you know it it is dangerous for those individuals and again you know we state that only select individuals in my family are actively involved in the system the majority of my family especially with that and those particular names that have been brought out are not part of the system. They are good Christian individuals. And now, um, you know, their personal identifiable information has vastly been made public. So, you know, that's not, 
I'm just going to put it out there. That's not the Christian thing to do to endanger innocent people when you know the level of the fight. That's right. And, and just, and I'm going to transition to somewhere that, uh, as well from that, but just for the audience to know in full transparency, Shepherd is not my last name. It actually came there. It's a, it's a, it's a funny story how the name came up because of time. I don't want to go into that uh, today. My last name is separate. The reason when I first started this broadcast, I just went by Jeff. Now it's Jeff Shepherd, which is essentially we'll call it a radio moniker uh, is because I knew that there was some danger doing this job. And, you know, my family did not sign up for it. My family is supportive of it, but I didn't want to endanger my family in any way. So that's why I don't give out my last name publicly. However, it's not a secret because every email that I've responded to, they have my last name. I don't change it for my, I don't hide it. So it's the worst kept secret out there. You found it, but, uh, that's why it's not out there. It's because my wife and for security reasons, dealing with a, you know, international eyewitness against the cabal is kind of a big thing. Uh, so the other thing is Jesse, and uh, I don't know if you want to go there, but you had complimented Larry on his research when he gave out all the bloodline information, but we know that some of it was inaccurate uh, in later broadcasts and follow-up. Uh, do you have any insight to where he got all that information? Yeah, I do. And, you know, I kind of had an issue too. Um, you know, we're told that if we have a problem that we're to go directly to that individual. But, um, you know, the issue is that in, in relating to people, in connecting, um, you know, I'm very open. I'm very honest. I prove to my hosts, you know, that I am who I say I am. Um, so like, you know, Good Dog, you, David, all these um hosts have vetted me. And with that, you know, they did receive, uh, you know, they were able to see my birth certificate. Um, they were able to see certain information that I have that proves my bloodline connections, everything like that. So, you know, out of uh, trust and confidence, that information also was shared with uh, Larry when I heard that he was wanting to look more and he was doing special research into the Mothers of Darkness. And so, you know, with the verbal understanding that that information was given in confidence and would be kept private, that was given to Larry by me. Um, I do have a problem, Larry, that you stated that it was that your research team found that info and, uh, you know, things like that. Now, not, I'm not saying all the info that you presented uh, came from me, but the bloodline information did. And um, some of it you've added to things that are not true, that are false. Uh, some of the individuals you've put in there, um, including Cisco Wheeler's connections, um, you know, you're just making statements and connections that aren't true. And so you've taken what I've given you and you've added things that I don't know who has found it for you or if you think you found it yourself, but some of those things are, are not true. So since we're wanting to be truthful, um, you know, I think it's important, Larry, that you share the information that I did supply you and that you share the information that you've added because that added part, again, there's a lot of things that aren't true in there. Um, so, 
you know, it's important to distinguish that and to be open and honest about our research and our digging. Um, the other thing about that information is that, you know, some of the stuff like the personal photos or pictures that you're posting, um, those were, like I said, I'm a very open, vulnerable person. And, you know, I do have a problem trusting. I have a hard time with that, but I work on it. You know, I, that's something I've been surrendering to the Lord. So with those who are intimate with me on my team, um, you know, those that I work closest to, there are personal things that I share with them about my family or, you know, th they have access to some of those things. And some of that stuff that was shared privately is now the stuff that's coming forward and being made public. Um, and I do have a problem with that. You know, people have broken confidences. People have broken confidentiality. Um and, and they've taken it out of context. So, you know, I'll address the pictures. Um, we'll just go there with the housing. Um, you know, there's several things with the housing issue. Um, over a year ago, um, I divorced and I had to live with um, some individuals with, you know, they already had a family. I had to bring in, you know, I came in with kids and had to stay with them for a little while. So we're all crunched into this little apartment and uh, because of the economic things going on uh, with the virus and stuff, um, their landlord had to sell that apartment complex. And when that happened, the new landlord was not okay with us staying there. And so they gave us a two week period to get out. Um, during that time, I had a very, I had a social worker who was aware of my situation and she put up a GoFundMe for me and helped raise that money for finances because I had just divorced. I had just moved. I didn't have a job even at that point, you know, besides my, my chaplain work always travels um, with me, but it's not always paid work. You know, the majority of my chaplain work is done volunteer. Um, so, you know, she put that up and, um, you know, Larry, you've, you've called this individual a witch. I'm just going to clearly state she's not. Uh, you've brought out personal identifying information about her. She's just somebody who helped me. And so, you know, you're tying in things that are not even necessarily true. And, you know, that really concerns me. It puts other people's lives at danger and at risk. Um, to give out, I mean, why just give this random person who helped me, why give out all of her personal information? And what location. And location. What is the purpose of that? Um, it's not, she's not even part of this ministry. So, you know, that's that's part of the issue. Um, you know, so again, you know, where is the information coming from? A lot of it is coming from information that was freely given, not hidden. I've been accused of hiding information or accused that I don't want it out. Um, you know, that's not true. The people who needed to know, you know, again, I'm an eyewitness who's given testimony of the crimes against children and that the Luciferian system has committed. Um those individuals that I have turned that information into, not once, not twice, over 10 times, um, 
that so we're talking i guess that's all i'm gonna say over 10 times um those individuals have full information including all the names all the connections all the crimes and they are dealing with that according to the law which is what we are to do um, it's not a matter of where i need to go take care of these people myself that's not what god would choose the Lord wants us to deal with these people in a way that is right and true and according to the law so that the not just the individual is stopped, but so that the entire crime syndicate that they are using to operate with is stopped. Um, so that's important to understand. And, um, you know, so the reason I have not made public all of that information yet is because there are individuals who are working to, uh, with that information to stop the crime syndicate, um, you know, and that's the way it is. And will it be public? Absolutely, it will be public. But right now is not the time because they are still working on that information. Um, pushing that information, trying to bring it out early does not help. Um, you know, especially when I'm having to testify and then now um, individuals are knowing what information is being given out, um, you know, that adds to the risk factor mm -hmm. for me and my family and my minor children, um, especially once their personal identifiable information like locations is given out. So, um so, Larry, oh, it's a dangerous, dangerous game, game giving, out giving out locations. locations. Oh, we've oh, got an we echo got here all of a sudden. What's going on? Okay, seems to have corrected. So, Larry, it's it's and, and it's reckless. Look, anyone can be doxxed, yourself included. We don't intend to go there. Everyone's got a past. I'm sure there's things in your past you're not proud of. Certainly things in mine that I'm not proud of. Me too. But I'm, but I'm forgiven. Jesse is forgiven. And I pray you are as well. I pray you are as well. Okay, so let's move on. Um, let's talk about the book cover. Jesse, you have been accused. By the way, who's the accuser? But you've been accused. By... I call the accusers the, the priory of accusers. Had the priory of harassers because what. because this has happened prior. This happened many yeah, times. Yeah, this before. goes back. Yeah, it goes back. It started over four years ago, and, and this is not like you said. This is not the first time I've addressed it. You know, I've addressed it. I think several times on our show on Right on Radio. I've also addressed it even as soon as the, you know, they came forward with that. Um, I addressed it on David Zublick, but I also addressed it personally to those individuals who brought it forward. So, you know, the m bigger part Let's of that. Let's clear it up though. Let's yeah. clear it up and then we're going to. That's what I'm going to do. So, um, so with that, you know, about four years ago, um, I see this video and, you know, it deals with um, an individual I've named as one of my main teachers in the Luciferian system, Lori Cabot Kent. And it, it was about the Mothers of Darkness castle and everything. So as I'm watching that video, all of a sudden there's this screenshot of this picture of these little girls drawing pentagrams. And I was just floored. It was like, oh my gosh, that's me. Um, I immediately had, 
you know, flashbacks to the scene. Um, you know, I knew who the girls in the picture were. And so I was like, where did the person who made this video get this picture? And so I reached out to him and, you know, in my memory, I remember Cisco Wheeler taking that picture. So I reached out to the person who had the video and said, hey, you know, can I ask, where did you get this picture? Did you get it from Fritz uh, Springmeyer, who worked with Frisco or with Cisco or from Cisco? I did not get a response, you know. Um, so anyway, in conversations, you know, uh, when I had with these individuals, they wanted proof of, you know, that I was who I was saying I was just learning you know, just starting to give my testimony. And they were asking for proofs. And so I did, I, I shared that picture. And so that was me. I also shared the whole story, though, I shared where I found it, where I got it. Um, so they, you know, it wasn't like there was a, anything hidden, I shared with them, everything I just shared now. And then um, with that, then, um, later on, one of those individuals took a screenshot of that picture and sent that to me and said, well, here, now you've got the picture you can show versus telling everybody to go watch the video and stop at the three minute mark. Okay, so they made it easier for me. So I just had the little screen clip, right? Um, so that was provided by those same people who are now part of this continual harassment. Um you know, when they first came on and were accusing me that it wasn't me, um, I got on David's show and, uh, you know, addressed the whole thing. And I admitted, I said, well, you know, there is a chance that it's not me. Maybe, you know, it's so similar because Lori Cabot Kent would dress us in the Victorian clothing and other types of clothing when we were doing ritual practice. Um, part of why they did that was so that if people did find the pictures, they did not know that it was current day things that were happening. So I addressed that, that, you know, that was that. And maybe, you know, I said, it's plausible that it might've just stimulated so many memories to that one incident, um, you know, that it was like, you know, that maybe I was wrong, maybe it's not me, but, you know, the things then that I can't explain is how do I know the names of those girls? Those names have been turned in. Um, the other thing when they, you know, it took them two and a half years, this priory of harassers, but eventually they claimed that there was a book at the Library of Congress that had that picture, an art book. So I requested from the, the Congress that book. Um, I did not get that back. So I'll just put that's interesting. Um, then, you know, a year later, all of a sudden they're saying they can order the book and they've showed like the cover of it, um, you know, claiming that it's in there. Um, it is interesting that the photo that is in there, which is this similar one, is less resolution as well as it's distorted. The girls look shorter, <laughs> their legs are definitely shorter. So if you were taking a picture out of an original book, it's hard to explain why all of a sudden now you have the distortions and the less resolution, especially if it's a book from the 1900s. So I'm just gonna put everything out there, all those facts in complete fairness, um, you know, and we'll say there's a chance that that picture is me. There's also a chance that that picture may not be me. Um, 
the truth about it has not been confirmed either way at this point. Um, but that's the facts as they are. If, if someone has a printing of that book and Larry, if you could pull up a printing of that book from, you know, the late 1800s or the early 1900s, and we can prove authenticity of that book with that picture in it, I would love to see that. And Jesse will certainly right. retract any statement. If you find a new printing, okay. is it possible to put an old, put a picture in an old book? Come on, come on, really? So listen, plausible, whatever. That's the answer. That's the truth. It's came yeah. out. Jesse has answered it. Okay, one or two more questions, and then I have a couple more things to say about Larry, and we won't keep everyone too long on this. But Jesse, you talk to Satanists, and there's <laughs> tweets to prove it. I do. So, you know, first I got to say that um, there's been some, again, mixing of different situations, different conversations. So uh, the tweet where I say that I am a Mason and a Satanist has highly been taken out of context. That tweet has nothing to do with Lucian Greaves, nor the Satanic Temple, nor any of those Satanists. Um, that particular tweet was in a conversation where these priory of harassers um, were harassing an individual who's a supreme leader uh, for the Florida Masonic Temple. Um, they were saying that he worships Lucifer, uh, but they weren't giving any facts, like they were just harassing. Um, what was happening, why I stepped into that situation is twofold. First, um, those individuals with uh, the Masonic Temple were putting out information saying, well, here's our approved narrative. You can look. We don't worship Lucifer. So as they were doing it, it was making this priory of harassers look like utter fools, but it also was taking away from the Christian truth um, you know, it was making Christians look bad because they were doing it in a spirit of Christianity. They were making it clear that they were Christians and that they, you know, were taking a stand against these Masons because they worshiped Lucifer. So, you know, I stepped into that situation, one, because I do have the proof. I can show that um, at the highest levels, individuals connected to the Masonic order do worship Lucifer. And I want the public to know those truths and to have that information. And it's not just hearsay. It's not like from Christian sources um, or from people outside of the Masonic system. The information that I could supply that proves that these individuals do, in fact, worship Lucifer was from their own materials. So I stepped into that conversation and you know, as I did, the Supreme Illustrious Leader said, you know, what gives you the right He's to say He's not your me? Supreme Illustrious Leader. I just no, he, again, I'll clarify. He is, that's his job title. His job title for the Lodge in Florida is Supreme Illustrious Leader. Um, so, you know, one of these individuals who is in this comes and he says, what gives you the right to speak to us? And so, you know, in fact, you know, I'll go back. I'll, I'll retract that a little bit. There were several people in the conversation, and I believe it actually 
was the individual who um, he's one of the leaders. I don't think it was the supreme illustrious leader who made this comment to me. But one of them said, you know, what gives you that right to speak to us? And so out of that, I said, well, technically, it's because my name is in the Masonic annuals, you know, and I did privately give him, um, you know, message him. And I, I told him exactly which lodges uh, my name is written in. And I told him exactly how my name is written in those books. Um, and I said, so technically, because my name is in the books, you know, technically, and they took all this out, it's in the tweets prior. Um, you know, I said, technically, therefore, I am a Mason, I am a Satanist. But, and I was saying this to the other people in the conversation, but you know my heart and, you know, it. it's, I'm not, I don't have to go by what others claim me to be. So that statement was specifically made that, you know, in conjunction to that, that although technically the enemy has my name on the books, technically he considers me still a Mason and a Satanist, but I don't, you know, my heart is for the Lord Jesus Christ. So I don't have to be who those people have claimed that I am. So then I gave the proofs, you know, I showed that out of the initiates of the flame, that, you know, who when they speak of God, when they're speaking of the creator, um, you know, uh, the all clandestine, the one who has sovereign control, who specifically are they meaning? In that book, it says they're speaking of Lucifer. Um, so that was the first proof. The second was that... Um, it's also all fake know, books and things like that. As oh, well. yeah, it's all over. I mean, we don't have to stick with that one book, you know, over and over uh, the in their own literature, um, it comes out that they do worship Lucifer um, and they worship other um, demonic spirits. So, you know, even in their approved Masonic uh, reflections, um, you know, they'll say reflections to he who blows the wind into the heart of men. Um, who is that? Uh, that's Toth, which is a demonic general. So I brought that forward. So that's the whole part of that conversation. And it was greatly taken out of context. Um, you know, and people can judge for themselves from what I've shared, you know, what they want to believe. Um, but that's the whole thing in its context. So then now going to Lucian, you know, and again, that statement has absolutely nothing to do with him at all. That was different time periods even. So, you know, with Lucian, I really started following his work around 2016. At that time, you know, I was I was starting to come forward at the, um, with people involved. Just, in the I, don't wanna, I don't want to interrupt, interrupt, but just, just for, for someone, someone who's, who's brand, brand new to the broadcast. broadcast. Keep getting the second when I come back on. I want to introduce who Lucian is. So okay, Lucian, so, he, he's the leader of the Satanic Temple. Am I getting that right? Correct. Okay. Yes. So he also has an organization um, that's an off branch of that, that uh, is called um, Gray Faction. So that's really where um, I connected with him because the Gray Faction goes against a group of therapists um, who particularly work with survivors and victims of satanic ritual abuse. And 
you know, why I took particular interest in those individuals is because they are all people that I can identify from my childhood. And so I know that um, at the heart of it, that these are individuals, therapists who, as I would put it in my own words, survivors have deep infected wounds. And these individuals are sent to cover up those wounds and to keep these survivors in bondage because they really are part of the Luciferian system. They are not, um, you know, and I won't say all of them, but I'll just say that they're, that their foundation, their core of that organization, those individuals I can identify as being involved in the Luciferian system. So as Lucian came forward, you know, bringing forward uh, lawsuits and going against these individuals, it was like, yes, you know, I'm all for that. These individuals need to come down and I do support you know, I made some comments. So some of these tweets have come out where, you know, it says, I support the work that Lucian's doing. I'm in agreement with his work. It's in particular context to what he was doing with gray faction. So um, that's the truth of that. Um, and again, you know, it continues to be taken out of context, even to the point, you know, as I, as I, you know, and I guess we got a really defined relationship because there is no like real relationship. Um, you know, Lucian is somebody that I have said, I consider a friend. It's a casual friendship. We don't, I've never got to call or talk to him or, you know, personally um, connect. Yeah. It's like we tweet each other and, you know, and our conversations, those have been public. You know, so anybody can go, anybody can read those conversations. It's not like I'm hiding it, that I'm communicating with him. It's all out in the open, you know. So, you know, as as um as that happened, you know, during the COVID or sorry, the time with the uh, virus and stuff, um, you know, they started movie nights and stuff. And um, I'm somebody I'm very strong in community engagement. And, you know, as you... Uh, relate to and connect to some of these people, you meet others. So I really found, you know, that I could connect and speak into those people's lives because of my past, my background, the things that I'd been involved in as a child uh, that the Lord had brought me out of. So, you know, I began reaching out to them and connecting to them through those movie nights, having conversations. And, um, you know, do I have a membership to the satanic TV or the demon chatter. No. Um, you know, originally the movie nights were on a, a different platform, but there were so much issue streaming it that they made their own channel. Now out of respect, they know that I'm not, you know, I'm not a Satanist. I, I don't want to buy or support um, whatever they're doing with that money. So they gave me a free pass in. They gave me a code so I could come in and do the movie nights. But you don't um, pretend I, to be a Satanist. You actually minister to yeah. them uh, and you create relationship. You're not always Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. You want to create relationship and then you can right. speak But they know, you know, it's like they know that I'm not a Satanist. They know that I don't agree with abortion. Uh, the majority of them know that I support Donald J. Trump. Um, you oh, know, gotta be uh, Sorry. Um, especially, on, all these... especially on Arizona Day. 
So, you know, they know exactly where I stand on these things. It hasn't, you know, and, and we have conversations about these different topics. So, you know, it's not like I'm, I'm not going in there pretending to be a, a Satanist and, uh, you know, hanging with them. They know, they even know that I'm a chaplain. They know the work that I do. Um, so, you know, there's been nothing hidden on either side. There's been nothing hidden. In fact, I, I just want to speak to those couple main points that you said, because when you talked about gray faction and stuff like that, mm -hmm. and these counselors that are going in from the system and re-victimizing people and trying to keep their secret secret, um, and, and, the, and what gray faction is, they're trying to correct that. We actually did a show on gray faction. And when you did the movie night thing, you actually came on, reported, and told everyone what the whole experience was like on Right On Radio, uh, not endorsing it, not sending people there, but you've been very transparent with those items. And and yeah. quite honestly, listen, I and I don't support uh, Satanic Temple at all, uh, but I... I've even said on air that uh, because I, when, when I heard about this Lucian Greaves and I didn't know about him uh, before hearing him about him through Jesse. Uh, and when I was still on Twitter, I started following him. So the guy is a very mm -hmm. articulate speaker. Yeah. He's very, very smart. Um, I did, I would like to have him on the show. Even, you know, I'm not going to agree with his points because we have a different point of view. Obviously I'm a disciple of Christ and he runs, he's with an organization called the satanic temple. It sounds like they're opposed, but a couple things that he does that are really good. Now I don't support him wanting to put statues out, uh, satanic statues in front of places, but I do support his right to do that. And I think that's the point. Uh, quite honestly, uh, we wouldn't have had the Ten Commandments taken off of all these buildings and taken out of the schools if we had the fight that he's showing in some of those mm -hmm. things. So I don't know the man. I've never talked to him. I've never tweeted him. Uh, you know, you can't find my Twitter now anyways. <laughs> I got kicked off twice. But, uh, you know, enough said about that, uh, I, I think. I think you covered it more than fair. Um, just a couple things, actually, Jesse, I'm, I'm running out of time. As you know, I have a bit of a time mm -hmm. constraint today because we weren't planning on doing a show, but it felt right. So I want to make just a couple, uh, more statements myself, and then I'm going to give you the floor as well, Jesse, with a couple final statements. Um, uh, Larry, one of the things you said on the first time you mentioned my name is that you had threatened me. Uh, well, it sounded like a threat. You said, Jeff, you don't know who I am. You don't know who I'm connected to. That kind of sounds threatening. But, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what your intentions are. I don't know what your heart is in that. Uh, but you said that to me. And so, you know what? I kind of take it seriously. And first of all, I thought, okay, well, who is he? And, you know, listen, you're obviously kind of a big deal no doubt um i see you're connected to some people just looking at uh, some of your speaking tours you know you're going to be with uh td jakes uh, guy's almost a household name he's a big deal uh joel olstein i see you're uh doing something with him or i i don't know listen I, i'm not creeping you i'm not following you but you're associated with some pretty big names and uh so I, listen i get it you're connected you even say that you have federal connections or whatever Look, I'm not coming against you that way. I know you're a bit, you know, you're a bit of a big shot. You you claim you I I've never seen this, but you travel with 
personal security and stuff. And, you know, you're dining in Beverly Hills. I heard you say on your last video and yeah, listen, it could be just a, you know, mom and pa burger joint. I don't know, but you know, it, it's, so you're kind of a, you know, you're, you're putting that out, but yet at the same time, you're saying that, uh, you know, Jesse is a cash cow for me and for George and all these other people. Well, uh, I'm just going to say from my point of view, first of all, uh, I was very gainfully employed. I actually did pretty good in business uh, and other ventures for many years. Uh, however, I never made one cent. Uh, in fact, I never asked. I, I did give out Jesse's Patreon and Jesse needs support because she was in this full time. I always made that clear. I never made a penny. Now, recently, because of one of the episodes of Right On Radio, I knew I was going to be in jeopardy professionally because I put it out, because I put out the Word of God, and it was directly from the Word of God that the Lord told me, if you put up this, you're going to be hurt professionally, and, and sure enough, I was. And on that same day, uh, we had a we, we got called out by a, someone named Somerset Bellinoff. So we were very public about it. I made myself very vulnerable. I came out. Uh, since then, I have put a Patreon and or a patron account on my Podbean. What's interesting about that is it tells you exactly how much I'm making uh, from it. That's the been the only thing that I've asked for, and I have asked for it because if God wants me to continue in this full time, I'm saying God, you can pay for it. I'm not out there begging for money or anything like that. And I'll tell you something: I'm doing this at a loss. I have been from the beginning. I have never even promoted uh, some of the things that I've done professionally beforehand that I could sell to you, to people today. So uh, it's not a cash cow. And plus, uh, with Jesse's residence and things like that, I can tell you because I've been close with Jesse. We talk almost every single day. She is not a wealthy woman. She wouldn't have been sleeping on uh, someone else's couch with all of her kids in someone else's house if she was a wealthy woman. And Larry, when she moved just recently, she went into a home, which is a rental. She had a lot of hard time getting a rental. Uh, it's, you made it sound like she bought this house. No, she did not. She's in a rental and now you ruined it. And by the way, yes, yeah, she was glad to have her own place for a little while. And she might've posted some pictures for just inside folks who just happen to maybe have shared that with you. And maybe they're with you today, Larry. So I want to address that. Jesse is not a cash guy. I can't speak for George, but I'm certainly not making a ton of money. And I know Jesse isn't because since Jesse and I created a course together, I have been her accountability partner for stewardship. And I can tell you that I've actually, Jesse, forgive me. I, I'm not trying to take away your blessing, but I have actually said, Jesse, you're giving away too much of what you have. And I've said that on numerous occasions. So Larry, you know, you don't want to go there. But speaking of going there, listen, you're a bishop. You're clergy. Are you transparent with your money, Larry? Are you transparent? I'm just asking. And, and by the way, you don't have to be. I don't need to see your tax returns. I don't need to see your official filings. Do you... Uh, because you're clergy, do you get it under ministry? You do ask for the Lord's tithe. Um, so are you transparent with that, Larry? Now, you have been transparent with a couple things. And, you know, recently you've come out with, uh, you had an episode probably a couple weeks ago now, and you called out some former business partners of yours. They were running a website for you in the uh, UK. Look, I get it. I've been in bad business deals. I'm not picking sides. I don't even want to name their names. 
I'm not picking sides, okay? Uh, that's your business. I'm not jumping into it. Uh, Jesse's not in it. We don't care, to be honest. But I will make one point. Uh, you attacked them for about 15 minutes, maybe even 30 minutes, in, which is in your style. But Larry, one of the things that really stuck out to me was, and it's just your words. It's not my words, Larry. Just your words. Larry, you said that, you know, I looked on her Twitter page and it said she's a spiritualist. She's not even a Christian. She's not even this. And you go back and listen to your words, Larry. It was you who said that. And I'm just thinking, wow, this guy is in the clergy. He's running a website doing ministry, teaching 250 million students, Larry, is what your claim is. I'm surprised you don't get more YouTube views with that amount of 250 million. That's not a mistake, me saying it. That's your words. You've repeated it often and often and often. But why would you have someone who's a spiritualist? And I don't know if that's true or not. I didn't look at the Twitter page. But she's running your ministry website and controlling your money, Larry? Really? Come on, use some discernment, man. And maybe that's just advice from me to you to get a little bit smarter. And I've learned some things from you as well, Larry. I'm going to tell you that you are a good teacher. You've brought out some stuff. I have learned some stuff from you as well. So the last couple of things I want to say is, Larry, you do some double speak. Larry, you say to George, oh, he's my brother. He's my friend. You say to Jesse, Sister Jesse. Chaplain Jesse, then you say to George, George, you're not my friend. You're not my family. You can't use my first name. Then you say to Jesse, you're demon filled. You never prayed for her on in that show. You never came to her and said, Lord, I think there, you never came to her privately and said, listen, I think there's something wrong. You didn't do that, Larry. What does the word of God say? Not the mind of God. That kind of sounds new age to me. I don't know. Maybe it's just a denominational thing. Look, I'm not an expert. I haven't been a Christian all my life. I'm just asking that question. Mind of God, it just kind of sounds weird. I say word of God because that's, you know, I read the word of God and I believe the word of God. The word is truth and Jesus Christ is the word of God and all that stuff. But you know that you're, you're clergy. So the last thing, because we're going to talk about clergy, Larry, I want you to consider things, and especially when you go after your old girlfriend, I'm not going to mention her name, but Larry, why would you give out her information? Why would you give out her kids' names? Why would you say where she works, Larry? You're not going after them personally, you say, but you give physical locations. You called her that you said she smelt like a wet dog. You said she, or a wet chicken, and she smelt like a dog, Larry. Larry, is that really worthy of a clergy office? Look, I don't, I, the breakups are hard to do. I totally get it. I, and I'm not getting in between the relationships. I don't know what happened. It's not my business. I don't even want to know. But I want you to consider that. And I'm just going to read, I guess what, because it's what God says. It's not what Jeff says. And I know you like the King James version, Larry. So I'm going to read from the King James version qualifications of overseers. By the way, this is 1 Timothy 3. This is a faithful saying. If a man desires the position of a bishop, he desires good work. A bishop then must be blameless. The husband of one wife. Oh, you know what? That just stuck out. Do you have to be married to be a bishop? 
or or maybe just having one wife in your I I don't know. I you know, I'm going to pray on the interpretation on that. But the husband of one wife, temperate, sober-minded, of good behavior, hospitable, able to teach. Some of these things you got, I got to say, some of these things you got. Not given to wine, not violent, not greedy for money, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not covetous. One who rules over his own house well, having his children in submission with all reverence. If a man does not know how to rule his own house, he will not take care of the church of God. Not a novice, lest being puffed up with pride, he fall into the same condemnation as the devil. Moreover, he must have a good testimony among those who are outside, lest he fall into reproach and the snare of the devil. Jesse, do you have a final question for Larry? I do. Um, you know, last week, Larry spent a lot of time, not once, not twice, um, but in four different episodes, uh, calling me a witch and um, calling team members that I work with witches. And I was just kind of, you know, thrown off. It was kind of weird after the end of that, he went into this awkward transition um, to David Robert Steele. And I kind of wondered why. That was an awkward transition, I must say. Very must awkward. Say. It was yeah. really awkward. And I'm just wondering, what, yeah, why would four episodes going after Jesse and George and me and, and Carmen, he called her terrible things. Um, you know, just why that train? Because you said you had to get to it. Just wondering why. Okay, uh, mm -hmm. Jesse, uh, in the midst of your assignment, your busyness this week, you actually sought the Lord about this. And this is part of the reason why we're doing this broadcast today. Um, you heard the word of the Lord concerning Larry. And I want you to uh, talk about that, if you don't mind. I do. Um, the Lord was really clear and it was interesting. Um, you know, I've learned things from Larry as well. Um, sometimes we have to think of things differently. So it was interesting how the Lord was showing me this week. Um, he kept bringing up that word bishop, but all of a sudden the Lord said it to me in a different way. And he said, this is about the buy shop. And I was like, okay. Buy and shop. Yeah, and the Lord reminded me, the Lord said, where were you the last month? And I was in Louisiana and, you know, we were there anointing the land and my, you know, one of my former teachers, I've talked about Lori Cabot Kent, she owns a shop there. So it was in that area we were anointing, um, you know, that land that witches have taken over and taken control of. And we went to rebuke and cast out and the central shop in that area is the voodoo shop. And as we went into that shop, um, there's a massive Baphomet statue that's there. That's the central point of that area. Um, and that Baphomet statue is right there. And the Lord said to me, you know, the by the duel, the two is about 
effeminate. You know, that he promotes the homosexuality, he promotes the transsexualization, uh, the transgenderism, uh, gender neutrality. And the Lord said, this is really where this attack is coming from, that we went in, we anointed that land. And how do you, you know, how can you get captives out? How can you rescue those who are in the darkness unless you first take down the strong man? And so the Lord was very clear that, you know, he had sent us purposely there to take down the strong man. And in fact, out of that incident, um, the Lord literally gave me a key to the city of Louisiana. And uh, that was given um, because the Lord has given um, as, you know, I'm anointing as I'm praying that spiritual authority is being executed in that area against the demonic spirits and the principalities that are ruling it. And the Lord said to me, um, you know, he said that, Larry, you've brought up concerns that I need deliverance, that I need repentance, yet you did not come to me, you did not um, approach me, you did not offer to pray over me or help me from those things you felt the Lord was revealing to you. And the Lord said to me, that um, that there's a stronghold in your life and that I'm not supposed to uh, come to you privately about this, but I'm supposed to come publicly. And this dual tongue that you are dealing with, uh, the root and the stronghold of that is Bethlehem. And so in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I loose that double tongue from you, Larry, I command Bethlehem to release his hold on your tongue. And I ask that the Lord will bind to your tongue and your lips his word. For his word says that by faith or that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And I bind to your lips great boldness in preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ so that when you speak, men and women may be humbled and come to the Lord and be saved. And the Lord had other words to give. Um, I testify that according to the word of the Lord, that his anointing teaches us all things. And I speak first to those the Lord Almighty has entrusted with a sacred duty. I speak first to those who the Lord God Almighty has given this sacred duty. And he said, why has the Lion of Judah revealed himself in this last hour? Is it not because his kingdom comes in power? To you, almighty warriors, his word has gone out, with not with persuasive words, but with the demonstration of the Holy Spirit's power to release his signs, miracles, and wonders in the last days as we take our stand against false prophets and false messiahs that rise up. There's one to whom the power of the blood has been revealed, to that one, I am to speak a reminder. The Lord gave you the sacred duty of praying over me, of cleansing my bloodline and my blood. You did that. You prayed over me. You cleansed my bloodline and my blood. The Lord gave you the charge and the testimony to speak forth that the blood of the Lamb speaks on my behalf, that the blood of the Lion of Judah testifies on my behalf, and that the blood of the Son of the living God bears witness on my behalf that my bloodlines have been cleansed. 
I am by no means perfect, nor am I without sin, but those sins have been confessed before the Lord, and I fully believe his word that he says if we confess our sins, he is faithful to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. There is another to whom the Lord God Almighty has given to testify in my behalf. That one has stood with me in the baptism of the Holy Spirit's fire so that she may testify that there is no darkness within me at all. I have been purchased. I have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb to minister among these individuals um, with the authority that we have been given in our Lord Jesus Christ because we are a kingdom of priests. To those who bear this witness to these truths, they know my heart, they know my ministry. The enemy comes to attack with three or four-year-old tweets that are just snippets. And why is that? Is that so that others cannot look up and see the entire thread and see the context and know the truth, um, the truth behind those tweets? I pose a question to those listening. Again, why does the enemy not want you to see the entire conversations? Why does he continuously push the snidbits? It's so that you may not know the entire thread, so that you may not discern the truth for yourself. And what would that truth reveal? It would show that I have hidden nothing about my ministry or my faith. And I'll end there. Amen. Amen. Also, Larry, Larry, last video, you said that when you made some videos against you, fuse something. It's not the person you're saying. It's no, we don't know who did that video. And Larry, just in my conclusion, honestly, I've been praying for you. Um, I don't like going back and forth. This this stuff is small. If if we're if we're truly in a fight against you know good versus evil, then it's much better if we're not bickering amongst ourselves. And if you really have something, it should go privately. Uh, but you made it really public. I don't want to get real personal. We don't want to go. It's it's nasty, Larry. Don't be nasty. Not if you want to carry the title that we just read the word of the Lord's name over so i want to thank you the listener for watching this please do hit the like button and you know all that stuff don't want to get cheesy at the end of this video but uh, we want to get back to business um, really looking forward to the things in the near future we think there's a lot of things happening and uh, we're here you know quite honestly anyone who's in this fight together we're here narrating um you know, the, the coming of the Lord, because we're preparing the way of the Lord. So in Jesus name, we pray for you. We thank you for listening and we'll see you on Sunday. Oh, you know what? I'm off kilter, Jesse. I almost didn't do my regular clothes. So the way I always close the show is simply this. Love your God. Love your family love your neighbor, and make a difference in your community.